Oh, Gateway, good to be with you today. You know, before we get going with the podcast, I just want to call this to your attention. This forthcoming Sunday, May 3rd, we are going to have a little time after our teaching on the YouTubes, uh, 10 to 15 minutes, prayer and remembrance. We're going to have some corporate prayer where a few people pray for our interpersonal relationships, um, our community here in Des Moines, and our city. (laughs) And followed by that, we are going to all turn our attention to the remembrance of Jesus, to this gift that he gives back to us, namely the bread and the cup, to remember that his body was broken for us, that his blood was poured out for us. And so I just invite you uh, on May 3rd, have your elements ready, your bread, your cup, juice, wine, whatever is not a burden on your conscience. I don't know how grape juice would be a burden on your conscience, but there you have it. Uh, We're going to be taking that time because it is just good to see one another's face. Something we're going to be doing as long as this pandemic allows us, the first Sunday of every month. So we're starting it off here in May. I look forward to seeing you there digitally and live following our teaching. Grace and peace to you. And now let's get back to the podcast. Well, Gateway, good day to you. This is a little podcast that we are putting together just to center our minds and our hearts on the living Jesus. Did you know that Jesus is alive, that death is defeated in his name, and that as we identify with him, that we too have died to death? If you've been baptized into Christ, Paul will say, then you've been raised with him as well. This is our position in life. We are seated secure with God in the heavenlies. And the reality for us as followers of Jesus is that the heavens, God's space and earth, our space is being reunited. That one day and one day soon, Jesus will come and make all things new. To be clear, he's not making all new things because he loves this place with such a fierce and passionate love that he gave his life over for the restoration of the cosmos. And now, here we sit, knowing that that's our position, and yet our condition is fraught with frustration in this season. And so my hope this week as we've turned our attention to joy in the love of God, is that we would remind ourselves, that we would call to mind the love of God, that through prayer and petition and just simply sitting in silence and solitude before our maker, we would be reminded of his love and good intention toward us. And yet, in this little book of ours, There's this line, this few words that I found um, 
quite captivating. It, it says this, in our community, we think of prayer as a common heartbeat, that rhythmic and unceasing exchange of receiving and giving that sustains our lives, both as a body and as individuals. See, my hope is that this time here would be beneficial for you, but more than just you, that this would be something that reminds you that God's love meets you most distinctly through the love of the church. And yes, this is one way that the church universal can display God's love. I'm, I'm really grateful for it in this season. But what might it look like if God moved through you in love today? Not tomorrow, but today. But draw that to mind. You have this beautiful imagination. I know many of you who are listening to this, and I know the, the wit and the charisma and like the beautiful scenes that you paint with your minds. Some of you are visual artists. Like, what might it look like for God to move through you today to display his love? Let me, let me see if I can help you here. <laughs> let me be your little Sherpa into your imagination, if you will. Who are the people who are physically closest to you? Is it your neighbor? Is it a loved one? Is it someone who you have a strained relationship with? Who is the person physically closest to you? Draw that person to your mind. Picture their face in your mind's eye. And now let's just think. Who is your neighbor? See, there's this famous parable that is famous for a reason because at an intuitive level, it just, we, we get it. There's a man who is traveling on a road and he falls on some hard times. He's attacked and left to the elements. And there are these religious folk who go by this man. And in their context, if they come near to this man who looks as though he's approaching death, they will be marked by that death and unable to accomplish their tasks as religious leaders. And so they pass them by. They pass that man and the moment to display God's love by. And then with a great sense of irony, a person who is an enemy to this fallen man comes to his aid. And at this point, I just want us to stop. And we have our neighbor in our mind. Now, who is your enemy? Maybe that one came up a bit quicker. Maybe there's a, like a tightening in your chest, a shallowness to your breath. Who is that person or persons? Or perhaps it's a group that you yourself have vilified. Who is your enemy? Do you have them in your mind? Picture their face. What's their name? Maybe if you're so bold, say it aloud. And now, from one enemy to another, there's care that's offered. 
see in this little parable of Jesus, this supposed enemy begins to bring his enemy to a place of care. He fits the bill for this person to be cared for. And, and, and if what he initially lays down doesn't cover it, he will come back laying his word and his own livelihood on the line for this person that he doesn't only like have a organizational or um, goodness like existential angst about, but doesn't even know them. Jesus at the end of this parable invites the people who he's talking to, religious leaders who are trying to catch him in a trap and seize him to basically take him out of what they perceive him to be doing, namely making a power play, which is not what Jesus is doing. But Jesus, he, he asks them this, this, this question, who is your neighbor? In return, he like flips the whole story. Who is the one who did good? <laughs> the person responding doesn't even say who it is. They, they are so opposed to this figure in the story, they won't even say their ethnic identity. You know, it's, it's amazing the way that we think about our neighbors. What would it look like if God through you loved your neighbor today? Now, I don't pretend to know who your neighbor is. I don't pretend to know who they are, what you've done to them, what they've done to you, the anonymous nature of the whole scenario. The, like, I imagine that you don't know your neighbor. And my intent here is not to shame you, but my intent is to invite all of us, myself included, to ask this question of ourselves. If we have received God's generous love in Jesus, should it terminate in us or should it move through us? So I leave you with that question. Should it move through you? How is it going to move through you? Let us take these next moments and with intention, resolve it in our minds to do the thing of love, to not just be hearers of the word, but doers also. Let us be people of love who name the name of Jesus. What would it be if we were the ones who loved so well the world knew we were the ones loving so well. And so with that, my friends, my family, my church, strangers out there in the podcast sphere, may grace and peace.